everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the Merry-Go-Round Podcast. My name is Mary Brasha, and I'm your host. This podcast is powered by Selkirk Sport. We are Pickleball. The PPA Masters is complete. I had a blast in the desert teaming up with both Gabe Tardio and Maggie in doubles. I also made a quarterfinal run in singles, so it was a good first tournament of the year. I always love playing in the desert. It was fun to have my family out there, including our grandpa Gary, who's our biggest fan. And we also made a trip to Gorilla Burger, which was reviewed by Guy Fieri on diners, drive-ins, and dives. This place is so good. Thank you, Dan Roditti, for the recommendation. I also heard that the owner is a fan of pickleball. So if you guys are in the desert for a tournament, you have to make a stop at this place. Maggie and I had some good battles on championship court at the Masters. We mainly like playing on championship court because DJ Selker can play our hype EDM music to get us pumped up for the match. The matches were late at night and it was super chilly. So we just wanted to thank all of our friends and the fans that stayed late to watch those battles. We finally got to play against the Kawamoto sisters. I can't believe it's taken this long for this match to happen. Maggie and I did not come out victorious in this one, but we took away a lot of lessons learned. The biggest lesson we learned in this match was the effectiveness of the lob. Dave Fleming has been mentioning in his commentary a lot about how the lob is going to be the trendy shot of 2024. And so we're all now just trying to be like Callan Dawson and lob a lot. I know in my tennis background, I lobbed a ton. My doubles partner and I were actually called Lob City because we lobbed so much. But the lob is a super effective shot. And today on the show, I wanted to give you guys three tips on how to hit an effective lob. Step one is to take the ball out in front of you. Step two is to take the ball out of the air like a volley lob because then your opponent doesn't know if you're going to attack at them or you might just hit a lob. And the third tip is to make sure you hit the ball high and deep over your target because if you leave it just a bit short, watch out because you might have a tattoo on your chest. Now I'm going to introduce you guys to our guest for the day. She turned pro at the end of 2022. She has been rising through the pickleball ranks ever since. Now she's coming off of a gold medal victory at the APP Punta Gorda tournament in Florida this past weekend. Please welcome to the show, the Selkirk Spanish single star, say that 10 times fast, Judith Castillo. Hello, Judith, and welcome to the show. Hello, Murray. Thank you. How are you doing this morning and where are you calling from? Well, I'm doing awesome, and I am calling from Venezuela, actually, Caracas. Yes. So what time is it there? It's, um, okay, so you're in California. I think we have one, two, three, four hours difference. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, so about 12 o'clock. Got it. Got Correct. It. So like lunchtime, maybe, for you? I mean... Have you been able to try all the new food in Venezuela yet? Or Oh my God, I, I have. So we got in last night, like around 10 p.m. this time. And then this morning we tried coffee. I know you love coffee as much probably as I do. And it was just so good. Just coffee with milk, typical from Venezuela. 
um, it was really nice. And then the food, we tried cachapa, which is kind of like a corn pancake. And then in between, so like they fold it and in between they put fresh cheese. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So trying lots of new foods. Yes. I know you just mentioned how we both love coffee. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Do you typically make your own coffee or do you like to buy it? I typically make it uh, because like if I go buy it, so I need to travel and go somewhere local. That's the only way that I will go buy coffee somewhere. I usually don't go to change, but if I go to Starbucks, I always get the oat milk chai tea latte. Um, other than that, I usually make it. I love I loved making coffee. Like coffee machines is, is usually my first purchase whenever I move somewhere. What brings you to Venezuela? So it's actually Pickable. Um, there's a Pickable company named La Cocina, which is um, like kind of like Spanish speaking people trying to bring Pickable to Spanish speaking countries. And they are doing, uh, they link with Duper and they are doing um, kind of like tournaments all over Spanish speaking countries. So they started with Puerto Rico. Now it's Venezuela. They're gonna go to Spain. And then they're trying to go to Colombia and Chile as well. So we're trying to bring pickable to these countries that they don't have the same possibilities than the United States and trying to, you know, teach people how to play so they can continue playing and then maybe become an international sport. Wow, that is so exciting. I love to hear that you guys are growing the sport internationally. Who, what other players are with you? So right here, right now in Venezuela, we have Gabriel Tardío. Oh. We have, yes. We have Blanca Carvajal, Maria López, Jonathan Medina, and then we're going to have Ertilio Cavieses. So that's the six players, more or less, that we're bringing to, to Venezuela this time. What a great group. You guys are all such cool people, and we're excited to see pictures and videos from this trip. I'm ready to see them on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Stay tuned for the content. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So you just came off of a gold medal victory in Florida in women's pro singles this weekend. How did it feel to win the championship? It, so, okay. Going back. So I had a gold medal last year, but I never played the final. And this was the first championship Sunday that I was actually winning, you know? So mm -hmm. Um, I was supposed to face Megan Fudge also in Sacramento last year, but then she uh, had to withdraw from the final. So then this time I was I was like, okay, I think this is this is the chance to do it, you know? Um, so I was super nervous. I don't know if it's so or not, but inside I was like, I want to make this happen. And the fact of like winning, I, could, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, like it happened, you know? So, I mean, there was so much hard work put behind the, the scenes, you know, like a bunch of things that, we like players do that like nobody sees and it was just like okay it it's paying off you know so it was it was good that is awesome congratulations again on that Thank you, Thank you so much. celebrate well um i told glauca glauca was there and i was like okay, glauca i have i have two desires one is frozen yogurt and the other one is coffee so this is like what I'm like, yes, if we do those two things after the final, then I'm going to be happy. 
So that's the first thing we did. We got in the car, we drove to a frozen yogurt place, we had frozen yogurt, and that was the that was the celebration. And obviously the trip to Venezuela, but but yeah. Yeah, okay. Frozen yogurt and coffee combo is yeah. a success. Everyone take notes. Well, that's <laughs> really cool that you got that victory. And I'm sure there's many more to come this year. And I know we'll have many more singles battles to come. What is your favorite part of pickleball singles? I think is the figuring out on the court how to beat the opponent because it gets to a point that we just know everybody you know like we play each other so many times like you and I you know and yeah. then it's like okay he knows where to go and uh, let's see if I can make it happen this time so it's, it's that part it's figuring out how to win when you already know the opponent and the opponent knows you Yes, that is so true. I feel like in pickleball singles, especially on the women's side, the field is still pretty small. It's getting bigger every tournament, but we do all know each other. So I always yeah. am like, if I can execute my game and my shots and problem solve, then I can beat the opponent. But yeah, we definitely have lots of good battles. I commented yeah. on this before on my podcast, but you're just one of the best sports, I feel like. You always have a really good, positive attitude, great mental approach to the game. What is your secret? How do you stay so positive on the court? Well, uh, first, I hope people don't don't ever get in my mind because they will be like, what's going on in, the, in there, you know? But I just like, I'm thankful to be able to play pickleball for a living. You know, like if, if I go back years ago, came from Spain into the United States with tennis, that was completely unexpected. Um, and I was like, wow, this is a huge opportunity for me to learn English and study and play. And then, you know, I graduated college, graduate school, started a job that I started climbing positions. And then I was like, is this what I truly want to do? And I miss the competition. So just being able to compete right now and just be out there, like for me, is like a gift. So every time that I'm on court and I like I get upset, I'm like, why am I getting upset? Like I'm I'm doing what I love, you know, right now. So um, it's pretty much that. It's also knowing that if a week goes bad, then the following week I, I have another chance. You know, it's not like the end of the world. So I think that's that's also part of it. What a good answer. I've always been wanting to ask you that because yeah, you just keep such a happy persona on the court. We're going to go back in time a little bit and talk about how you discovered pickleball and <laughs> what made you become addicted to the sport. Well, um, I was teaching tennis and I was hearing this sound on the background. You know, I'm like, what is that? So like I turn my head and I see like older ladies just thinking, you know, and the ball will bounce twice in the kitchen because they were not moving forward. I'm like, what is that? So that was my first impression. And then I remember teaching on the pickleball pro, which I didn't know that it existed at the country club. Um, he comes to me and he's like, hey, um, I need a mixed partner for a pickleball tournament this weekend. And I said, oh, great. He's like, no, no, do, do you want to play? I'm like, I think it's better if you find somebody else, you know? He's like, come on, I'll teach you. So he's like, just go 30 minutes before the tournament and I'll show you 
the third shot, which is the most important shot in Pickable. Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure out that shot as we speak, you know? So anyhow, um, yeah, we, we, you know, we were mad, we played, and then I had so much fun. But I was still finishing my master's degree. Um, I, I was working, so I didn't pay much attention. And then um, I started reading more about Pickable and seeing it on social media. And um, then there was this PPA tournament. It was a Texas Open. I'm like, look, I'm I'm gonna sign up and let's see what happens, you know. And I played that tournament and I absolutely fell in love with it. And I was like, okay, let's give it a try. And that's pretty much how everything started. So awesome to hear that. Yeah, it's amazing how one tournament can just convert you to pickleball. You may have yeah. been like, what is this? But then yeah. You just meet the people, the tournament format at a pickleball tournament, I think is fun when you have it all in a day. I mean, now on the pro side, we're moving more towards these progressive draws. Do you, <laughs> you like the progressive draw? I actually, I actually do because yeah. from a singles player perspective, you know, like if we play on Thursday, we don't have many people watching. However, if you make it to quarterfinals and then you play on Friday, then more and more people are coming. So they ac actually can watch um, singles, which I think like is getting more recognition right now than in the past. You know, it's more of a, I think it's more of a physical game. Um, and just the fact of having more people watching the sport and also uh, on TV is gonna be better, especially for that event. So as a mainly singles player, I, I like the progressive draw for that reason. Yes, I agree. The progressive draw is nice as a singles player to have one match yeah. a day, and then we can rest and recover and, you know. That's it. Yeah, and also it's going to help with uh, being able to play the sport for a longer period of time, you know. So I last saw you at the PPA Masters. We were warm-up buddies for singles. I think that's what brought us both to success in that tournament. But I agree to that. <laughs> you're always on the go and so what is your favorite place that you've traveled to to be honest it's california like southern california yes <laughs> <laughs> yes i think the weather is is perfect 90 percent of the time you know um it has great coffee great food uh the people is super chill and the views in every tournament are better and better like san clemente was great um when we played a los cups it was perfect and whenever we played in um uh, what's the name uh the ppa masters just having the mountains in the background that was that was special so i think southern california might be my favorite place to go yes love playing in socal you are welcome anytime to come train with us at los cab please come back <laughs> 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 let's hear more about your practice slash training routine okay um well so right now whenever i'm on the go i try to go to tournaments a couple of days before we play so i can like practice with the people there so like southern california you know you guys uh Callan dawson megan is whenever she's there dj young like all of them um that's whenever i'm on the go and whenever i'm back what I call home, you know, Louisiana. Um, they are the people who helped me get started into pickleball. In fact, like one of them paid for my first tournament ever. And then um, 
they have paid for the first two, three months whenever I quit my job and started playing pickleball, you know? So I usually go back there and practice with them, play tons of doubles, uh, 2v1, a singles with everybody. Uh, we have ball machines, so I also do that. And usually, like, I go to the gym in the mornings, then I practice pickleball, eat lunch, and then if I can get one more session of pickleball, that's usually, that's usually the thing that I do. Sounds like a productive day. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tells me you who are awake right now at 8 a.m., you know? <laughs> I am a morning person. I thrive in the morning and just have energy in the morning. I go to bed at 9 p.m. I'm a grandma, but it's okay. <laughs> so your home here is Louisiana, but home home is Spain. Tell Correct. us a little bit more about growing up in Spain and your family? Well, um, I come from a very um, small town. You know, there's 30,000 people, but I grew up more in my village. That's what I call because it's usually like 300 to 400 people. That's where my grandparents live, most of my uncles and aunts, you know. Um, I grew up playing sports, grew up playing soccer. I have two siblings, a brother and a sister. They are both older than me, but they they both did sports, usually track and field, and my brother was doing soccer. So in Spain, like growing up, we were always on the street playing sports, doesn't matter what it was. And when I was 12, I picked up a racket and I started playing tennis and I started traveling more. So I had to go from my city, Teruel, to Valencia, which is a beautiful place on the Mediterranean coast. And I lived there for three years. Um, my closest friends, they live there. Um, and I was living with my sister for about three, four months. So yes, my sister and I, um, she's eight years older than me. Uh, so that was an absolute blast. Um, but yeah, I lived there and then um, now my sister is in London. My brother is in Spain, parents in Spain. Um, I try to go back and visit whenever I can. And they try to come here to either watch tournaments or spend Christmas. So it's, it's pretty cool. It sounds like you and your family are super close and oh, yeah. that's so fun. I want to visit Spain. I had a college. You're more than welcome to. I know. I had a college roommate that, you know, grew up in Spain and was on the tennis team with me and all the stories she tells me about growing up there and all the adventures. I mean, it just sounds like a beautiful country. So I'll have to get there someday, hopefully for pickleball. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Our pickleball camp in Spain is going to be coming to you guys soon. <laughs> Does your family play pickleball? Well, I introduced them to pickleball when they came for Christmas, not this past year, but the previous one. And that's whenever I was starting and they played for a bit and they loved it. So then when I went back to Christmas, uh, like to Spain for Christmas, I bought a net and 40, 40 balls. I brought some of my circuit files with me and I just gave them to them. I said, okay, so now you have all the material and you guys are enough people to actually go and play. So they are starting to play right now. We actually did a clinic in Spain and we like, they played over there and they had an absolute blast. So um, they are starting to play a little bit. They are, I think, solid two fives. So I kind of wait till they are like three fives and they can just compete in tournaments, you know, and, and have, an, have a great time. Oh, that is so exciting. Yay, the family is playing pickleball. We'll 
look forward to seeing them in tournaments here soon. <laughs> when you're not playing pickleball, which I feel like you and I could play pickleball all day. I feel like I always see you on supported <laughs> tournaments, getting the refs in, we can. But when you are not playing pickleball, what are some of your hobbies? Well, I'm a nature person, so I love doing anything outside, you know, um, hiking, kayaking and biking. They are my main three things. Um, that's what I try to do whenever I have free time. Um, I started playing the guitar, which I haven't played in two months, but started playing a little bit, trying to learn. Um, I love music, so um, try to try to learn a little bit. I love reading, going to coffee shops, bring a book and read. That's and a great hobby. I mean, I love it. Um, and usually just spend time with friends, you know, like I can make fire outside and just chill with music and uh, just spend some time together. Sounds so nice. So simple. Just <laughs> good quality things. <laughs> <laughs> love to hear it. Yeah, I know we mentioned this earlier, but Maybe we're going to have to start doing some coffee shop vlogs <laughs> on tour because we both love coffee and I feel like it gets us ready for our tournaments and maybe we should post. <laughs> I think we need to, I think we need to get it started. People we, will actually follow. I think so too. Okay. <laughs> that could be our new series coming soon. <laughs> My last question for you is Judith. When you win, so like you just won this weekend in Florida, you win a tournament, you go celebrate. I know you got the froyo and you <laughs> the coffee, but also if you go to a karaoke bar with your friend, <laughs> what is your go-to karaoke song? Okay, I'm gonna sing it to you, Mary. <laughs> this is the first, everyone, we have. <laughs> happening on the merry-go-round podcast okay let's go okay it's a little teen, tiny part okay but it's like if you want to be my lover you have to get with my friends <laughs> and then you continue <laughs> oh my gosh okay we love that song it's a wannabe yes yes wow that is a classic <laughs> when i was in college i did a lip sync battle dance routine with my sorority to that song and we were all wearing wild costumes <laughs> you're just bringing back the memories okay we're gonna have to go sing that soon <laughs> I, can, I can see you doing that <laughs> yes yes oh well you it's been so fun having you on the merry-go-round podcast today what are your goals for the rest of 2024 Wow. Um, I want to make it top three singles of the year. That'll be, that'll be pretty nice. And then top 15 doubles. That would be, that would be the goal. Yes. Keeping improving the doubles game and, and making it happen. That, that would be it. Yeah. Great to hear. It's been so fun chatting with you. I hope you have a great Likewise. trip in Venezuela. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. And thank you to everyone that tuned in to this episode of the Merry-Go-Round podcast. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.